following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. It is Monday morning time, moaning and groaning about the Cowboys taking a 38-10 loss to Arizona on Monday Night Football. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by... Danny McCray and Barry Church every Monday through Friday at 2.30. We call it the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. All right, Barry Church, how in the world do you explain this beating like this? How do you explain it, Barry Church? Oh, man. Well, uh, CB, our producer, I'm getting a little echo in the ear right here real quick. All right, so now everything's situated. Everything's back to normal. Man, this was a tough one, man. This was a tough one for Nostradamus out here, man, because I put my heart out on the sleeve. I put my emotions, I put my heart out on the sleeve. I sided with the boys. I thought Andy Dalton, I thought this defense would come alive. I just thought they would do they would do better by me, man. And, 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 and that's what I get. That's what I get for betting with my heart. And, uh, and that's what I get for talking stuff because I was, I was texting you and Danny early in the game when the defense was showing up a little bit. And I thought, hey, this is falling right into my hands. Little did I know that uh, I was doing fool's gold right there. And uh, Kyler Murray, he, he exposed that whole defense. And he exposed everything we talked about in the players' lounge earlier that week about spying on them, about having Jalen Smith kind of be that spy and how he embarrassed him in the open field. He, he embarrassed pretty much anybody that tried to spy on him or tried to tackle him in the open field. The guy was just too electric. I mean, he, he, was, he was a danger with his arms and he was a danger with his legs. He was pretty much able to do whatever he wanted on that field. And you could tell early in the game that the jitters were getting a little bit too much for him. And, uh, you know, he was very excited to be back home. You know, Texas, Texas product out there, back at Jerry Rolls, back at his stadium where he's been undefeated at. You can tell it was getting a little bit to him because a lot of those early throws were arid. And, and that's where I thought our defense, hey, we might have a chance in this game. We might actually be able to do something. But, uh, boy, was I wrong. I was completely wrong. I thought Andy Dalton was going to be able to come in here. Um, we were going to get back to that ground and pound formula, and he was going to be able to throw off a play action. And I actually thought he was going to be able to flourish in this system. But um, at, through one game, I was completely wrong. Uh, he was not able to – he didn't look on point at all. His, his throws were arid. He should have had a couple interceptions. That, that one early in the – I think it was in the first quarter where he was wrapped up in the backfield and decided to just throw the ball in the middle of the field. That one should have been picked off and probably should have been a pick six if the linebacker had any hands, but you know it wasn't. And that was pretty much the story all night. Just miscommunication everywhere along the board. Offensively, receivers couldn't really get open. I, I didn't know Arizona's pass defense was that sticky because, I mean, we got three of the best receivers, in my opinion, in the game right now. And those guys were extremely sticky. There wasn't a lot of plays where those guys were just wide open catching the ball. So got to give kudos to Arizona's defense out there, especially their pass defense. And they were able to heat up um, Andy Dalton. Without their main guy, Chandler Jones, they were able to heat up Andy Dalton out there. Um, Buda Baker, who, who I thought 
was overpaid and there, I was like, man, this guy doesn't even have a career interception. How is he getting this much money? But man, he went out there and proved me wrong as well. That guy was all over the field. I mean, he was blitzing from everywhere. He was all in Andy Dalton's face all night long, making plays in the pass coverage, making plays against the run, stripping cats. I mean, he showed you what an NFL player should look like when you give 100% on each and every snap. Because there was plays when, I'll break it down as one, when, they, when Ezekiel Elliott's first fumble, he was hemmed up. He was in the line of scrimmage, hemmed up by Brandon Knight. He had nowhere to go. But he didn't give up on the play. Once Ezekiel Elliott caught that pass, he got off of Brandon Knight, hustled down, stripped the ball, made one of the huge plays in the game. So kudos to Buda Baker and that Arizona defense. They stifled. I mean, they stifled this offense. And they proved Nostradamus wrong, man. What, what else can I say? I just got to bury myself in, in my shame right now, dude. Just got to bury down, oh. man. So Tuesday, singing a different tune. But but Chris Breen, can, can you play me the sound from Barry on Friday? Uh, yeah, we had a different Barry on Friday. Can, can you play that back for me? Can, can I hear you? Oh, man. Well, Nostradamus over here pick it, man. I hope it don't work. Would you say you don't even have it? <laughs> nah, listen, I can't, I, 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 can't, I can't wait for the group message on Monday. I cannot wait. I'm going to be blowing you up during the, uh, during the pregame show. So, so try not to look. You might want to put me on silent mode. <laughs> hey, I'm going to call them boys out for the pregame, too. I'm like, hey, y'all, y'all got to step it up. And, it, and you know what? It's going to come to fruition just because Nostradamus says so. Now, when we come back in here on, on what, Tuesday, and the score is 24-21 you know, uh. like I predicted, you know, I'm going to need – my gratification, all that. I'm gonna need it all from every one of y'all. Every one of y'all hey, need it. Look, look, man. If you if you're right, you know, I'll, I'll, we'll start the show right there. If you're right, all right. But you know what's gonna right. happen. But you know, but you know what's gonna happen if you're not. Okay, we gonna make. It I'm prepared. Yes, I'm sir. prepared for that because I don't think it's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm prepared for that. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Man. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, see, you were on the right track, okay, initially, because uh, McCray had it 35-24, Arizona. Yep. I had it 36-33, Arizona, and you had it 28-21, Arizona. Then you flipped. Somewhere along the way, you flipped, and you said Cowboys 24-21. So, so uh. you went from being pragmatic like we were okay you went from being that because because i said look until i see this team beat a club with a winning record i can't pick them now parcells always used to say all i can go by is what i see and what we've seen from the cowboys is they could not play with a team that has a winning record or a team that can compete especially somebody that can you know get after them on those offensive and defensive lines and what did we see from the old line yesterday we saw the old line get decimated when you saw Zach Martin go out there. So now you're basically out there throwing out four rookies trying to survive and compete. And one of the things that we've spoken about all week was how you can't continue to turn the football over. And who was turning the football over? The very guy that the Cowboys were trying to put the offensive game plan in his hands, Ezekiel Elliott. It's a nothing-nothing game in the first quarter. Then Zeke puts it on the ground, Arizona converts it into a touchdown. Next series, Zeke catches a pass, puts it out there, and bam, they go ahead and score again. And it's a 14-0 ball game. Uh, Chris, you've got uh, a little montage of some of these Ezekiel Elliott miscues from yesterday. Can you play that, sir? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so my thing, Barry, is 21, when he signed his contract last year, highest paid running back in the game. And several times on social media in the off, during this offseason, people ranking running backs and he didn't like where he was ranked. He felt like he was not getting his respect. Barry, you can't get paid this much money. You can't talk about respect. And then when your team needs you the most, be the person who lost the football game. Because it was his two turnovers that changed the whole football game, man. I mean, you're down 14 to nothing. This is something that simply cannot happen from 21. I mean, it just can't happen. He single-handedly took the competitive football phase of the game and gave it to Arizona, man. This was awful by him. It was it was extremely awful, and you know what? I, I can't even defend him. I can't even defend my boy today, because like you said, man, he, he was the catalyst. They were they were trying to put the game plan. They were trying to put everything in his hands. Their leader, their their franchise quarterback, everything. Their offense basically with Dak Prescott was gone when he left. So when he got injured, so everything was pretty much boiled down to Ezekiel Elliott. We're gonna ground and pound. We're gonna run with him. We're gonna let Andy Dalton play action or throw when needed but the offense is going to run through Zeke I mean that's what we all thought going into this game but I mean the way he went out there and you're right his fumbles were so costly because they were right in the middle of drives they were right in the middle where you could see the offense was starting to click a little bit it was starting to get some momentum it was starting to get the ball rolling and boom the fumbles just happened and when you're a guy that's getting you know he's got 90 million and you're supposed to be you know a top three back in the NFL you just cannot, you cannot give the ball away like that. Once, okay, but twice in a game, those are momentum-changing events that are happening out there. You're giving this Arizona team, who's already out, who's already outmatching you, you're giving them the ball on a short field. You're giving Kyler Murray the ball on a short field to go against this defense that's already shorthanded. I mean, they were doing a good job up until, you know, I think well, maybe the second quarter when they got their first score. But we just can't continually put this bad defense out there in even worse positions. I mean, there were so many times out there where either it was special teams or it was Zeke fumbling the ball where Arizona would have a short field. And you can't give a guy like Kyler Murray that a short field like that and expect to hold him out of the end zone. It was just a matter of time before the ball got rolling. And we saw once Arizona started clicking, it, it was a wrap. It was a done data. It was over. I mean, it, I mean, we'll get into the coaching and we'll get into the specific plays in a little bit. But for me, I mean, I, I, was, I was shocked. I was shocked at how poorly all three phases of the Dallas Cowboys football team played on, on last night. I mean, it, it was bad. It was a bad display. You know, I'm sitting here and, you know, and I go back to the play sheet because I'm sitting there at the game and I, you know, I chart the game here. and go back to my chart. So the Cowboys are on this drive here. It's second and nine for the 49. Zeke catches the ball, he fumbles it, and Arizona gets the ball. And so now it's a first and 10 at the 46, and they, they run a whole bunch of plays, take it down to a second and goal from the six-yard line, and um, Kyler Murgis has a little, little jet sweep pass over to Christian Kirk and seven up, so the Cowboys get the ball back. So it is first and 10 at the, at the 25, Noah Brown makes a catch for one yard, then it's second and, 20, second and nine from the 26, Ezekiel Elliott fumbles the football. And so now Kyler Murray, next possession, one, two, three, four, five. Five plays later, Kenyon Drake runs it in from the one, and it's 14 to nothing. And, mm. and, and you're just, you're, you're, now you're in, you're in a hole. So then Dallas gets the ball back, Church. 
they uh, yep. end up uh, they end up uh, having to they do anything with it. And so Arizona got the ball back first and ten um, at the twenty, and then uh, it goes up top. Christian Kirk eighty yard touchdown. And that was uh, really at that point in time twenty one to nothing. At that point in time, the game was wrapped. Um, it was Zach over. Martin had gone out of the game. Yeah, Zach Martin had gone out of the game, so you had more offensive line issues and, and give uh, give their defensive coordinator Vance Joseph enough credit. He kept mixing it up and made it tough for, for the Cowboys. And so turnovers right there is it, it, killed the Cowboys all year. Uh, they're negative twelve. They're worst in the league. Arizona scored twenty four of their thirty eight points off Dallas Cowboys turnovers. So you already have a defense that's struggling. And so your offense and the, you know, at the time, highest paid running back in the game, it's been, been surpassed by Christian McCaffrey. But, you know, you had, you had a guy who demand, held out and demanded his money. And you're trying to put the game plan in his hands. And Ezekiel Elliott just let you down. Afterwards, he took the loss. He said, put it on me. And you know what? Yeah, you're right. They, they should put a big bulk of it on Ezekiel Elliott. This is just awful because you simply cannot take your team out of the football game. And Mike McCarthy afterwards was exasperated. He wasn't happy. He spoke about the turnovers. And uh, he mentioned one thing, Church, which made me kind of say, hmm. He said, well, maybe guys are trying too hard and maybe we overcoached them. I'm just sitting there saying, no. What? That's no. not the case. I, I, yeah, that's not the case in my opinion. Yeah, that, that that's, that's not the case at all, in my opinion either. It, look, I mean... It, to me, when it comes down to it, these are turnovers that you can't coach. It's not like you're saying, oh, you got to keep it you know, high and tight or anything like that. The man, he, he fumbled the ball. It was on the players. That's, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit when we get into the show. But to me, it was, you know, the only variable that has remained the same in these past two Cowboys teams with these coaching eras is the players. A lot of these players right. from Garrett, is Garrett's era is still here in the McCarthy era. I mean, and when Garrett was here, it was, you know, he can't he can't motivate these guys. He's, he's coach eight and eight. All he does is clap on the sidelines. And then when we went to Marinelli, oh, Marinelli's defense is just too vanilla. Everybody's picking up on it. We, but that he, he was came, true. The game is, yeah, that, yeah but, but they, they were performing better than, the, than they are right now. And, and that's true as well. That's true as well. But both it, things can be it, true. Both things can be true. This is true. Yeah, both things can be true. And, but basically, the only variable that remained the same was these players. And to me, I, I can't put the majority of the blame on the coaches because, look, the coaches, you, these are professional athletes. I mean, Daryl Worley is an NFL veteran. It's not like he's a rookie or anything like that. And so when you got a guy like Christian Kirk, who you know is fast and is running at you full speed, his head is down, he is charging. You should know this is that's little league ball. That's high school ball. You should know you got to open up and run. I mean, if he comes back on a comeback, you can live with giving up comebacks, but you can't live with giving up 80 yard bombs. And this is something that a professional corner in the National Football League has got to know. There's there's no you should have been coached up on that back in high school when somebody's running up on you open up so you can run with them. And he did nothing. He just sat there and let the guy run right by him. So for me. And, you know, I hear all these reports about, you know, the coaches aren't doing this, coaches aren't doing that. What are the players doing? 
What, what are we getting out of these players that we paid so much money to? Where was the pressure on Kyler Murray? He was able to escape the pocket and do pretty much whatever he wanted. Are we going to blame the coaches on that one? I mean, it's just were these fumbles. Are we going to blame the blame Skip Pete for uh, for Zeke being, being able to fumble all these times? I mean, this is ridiculous. And I think the players, they, they have to take accountability for this one, wait, which wait, Zeke wait, was wait, able Church. to do. Church, you, you, you had said... Friday that Don Terry Poe was going to get off the milk carton, that <laughs> Everson Griffin was going to get off the milk carton. I don't know if he threw Tank in there, but, but you know, you talking about oh. guys, guys are getting ready to show some stuff. I, re- I remembered that. I remembered you talking about yeah. that. And uh, all right, I kept man. seeing was, I just kept seeing Poe get turned to the left, turned to the right, and wherever they wanted him to go, he went, and they just ran right past him. Um, oh. Tyrone Crawford. Oh. How about Tyrone Crawford getting a taunting penalty as Kyler Murray scrambles to the one-yard line? I, I, I heard the ref. I said, what? Um, and then <sighs> with, with Tank Lawrence, you, you didn't hear from him. Everson Griffin several times let Kyler Murray get outside the pocket and, and, and go outside and break contain. And it was, it was a problem, man. It was just a problem. And, and they... they it was deflating, Church, but, but the guys you thought would get out the milk carton certainly did not do it on Monday Night Football. Not at all. I mean, they, they, they remained on the all-milk carton team. They're still an APB. They're still a missing persons alert for pretty much everybody on that defense. I mean, it, we talked. Jalen talked, Smith talked uh, all week about effort and how they're going to pick up their game, and it just didn't look good. I mean, we saw there was. I mean, they, they pointed it out all on social media, all on everywhere. There was a play where – um, I believe it was DeAndre Hopkins who caught a shallow, shallow route. Maybe he caught the ball maybe three yes. yards from the line of scrimmage. And he was able to turn that up. And DeAndre Hopkins is nowhere near the fastest man on earth. He is probably a 4'6", four, 4'6", six, four, six, guy. And he just made our whole defense look extremely slow. And the captain of the defense, Mr. Swipe His Hands, Mr. Clear Eye Views, he was just, he was jogging. You can see it. he was jogging on the play. I mean, it's... Man, it's tough right now, Nui, and and, and and I took one to the chest because I'm I, I had these guys. Hey, I thought these guys were gonna show up for me, but man, they, I lost my nickname. I'm no longer Nostradamus. I'm just pick 'em wrong church now, man. Just call me pick 'em wrong, man. It's it's just not looking good for us right now. Let's take a break. Some news mm. from the NFL Network about grumblings in the Dallas Cowboys locker room. I'll tell you who they are pointing the finger at. When we come back Mm. on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. 
We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. To the Players Lounge. Hey, don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season with home matchups remaining against the Steelers, Washington, Philadelphia, and the 49ers. A limited number of tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. And hopefully the Cowboys will not get beat by 28 points when they play those football games, as they did on Monday Night Football. You're the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Cowboys safeties Barry Church and Danny McRae. We are all in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. Um, all right, so, so McRae, I want to read something here from, from a friend, Jane Slater, all right? of NFL Network. She covers the team. And this is a tweet that she put out two hours ago. And it says, Cowboy players initially bought into keeping things internal. Now, as they sit at two and four, the discontent is leaking out. On the coaching staff, quote, totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. Another player told her, quote, they just are good at their jobs, end quote. So the players are turning on Mike McCarthy's staff. McCray, your thoughts on that? Uh, I don't want to hear it. To me, it's not legit, and there's really nothing behind it because I, I heard Church talking about some stuff. You know, Worley get out there, and he's supposed to be in cover three. And Church, you know like I know, and cover three, who has the curl to flat? The flat defender, safety or the linebacker. So, so, so the deep corner should never, ever have to worry about covering that, and that's exactly what 28 did. So I don't want to hear anything about teaching or being unprepared. Cover three is something that I learned way back in high school, and I know that cover three is three deep, and if I'm the corner, I am a deep defender. And this, this like, bleeds throughout <laughs> the whole entire defense. So I don't want to hear anything about not being able to learn or adjust. You can't adjust cover three. Like, sometimes the players just don't play up to their ability, and they're just not disciplined. And, and we're, we're on the coaches, and... And I said, you know, last week, somebody that we should really be pointing at are the defensive back coaches, not necessarily just Nolan. It has to be the defensive back coaches because whatever they're teaching is not working. And it's the exact opposite of how things should be run. So, you know, them pointing the fingers at the coaches, they can say what they want. But really, this is this is almost 60, 60 percent on the players, 40 percent on the coach, especially after you already know what the coaches are going to call. And you still go out there and put that type of effort on camera. What I want to know is, 
who who said that they're not good at their jobs? Because if because if their name is if if the guy that said that is not C D Lamb, nobody on his team has the right to say somebody else ain't good at their job after what I've seen, what I've seen on, on TV. I mean, it, it, this is ridiculous out here. They're talking about the coaches ain't doing this, coaches ain't doing that. Well, what are y'all doing on the field? Y'all are out there just getting manhandled. I mean, look, just look. There's half of the time Poe is in the secondary. I thought he was a safety yesterday wearing 95. I mean, it's it's ridiculous out here. Um, and it's I mean, like I said, I, I had no room to talk either because I'm the one that was hyping them up saying they was going to get the W. So I'm going to just go ahead, go back in my little corner over here. and Man. Oh, go ahead. Master Domus. Go, go ahead. Mr. Cleo, huh? Mr. Cleo over there. He said that they were going to make absolutely no sense. Let me tell you something. Mm. Church, Church. I, I know you You pointed out one guy, and it was C.D. Lamb, who, who, who has a little bit of room to talk. There's another guy who's still my MVP of the defense, Mr. Goodwin, the guy that they decided no. to release before the, before the season. They best special teams player, one of the only guys that, that plays defense that's out there making plays, did it again this week. He is one of the bright spots on there and this is why this is another thing against the special teams coordinator you released this guy you released your best guy so obviously you are not seeing the game the way that we are seeing it and that is a huge problem Mm. that that 58 yard field goal attempt made me question what they were doing too out there i mean 58 yards he greg the leg was not even close um, I, I'm sorry. I mean, that, I, I'm last night once again. They they don't have enough. You know, they they have they got the wrong numbers on the field. Uh, I mean, just it's. And John Fossil said it was not going to happen this week. It happened again. I mean, they can't even get the right number of guys out there on special teams for, for for their to do their jobs. And and it's, man, yeah. I, I didn't think it would get worse. It's gotten worse. And one of the big problems of why, looking at how it's gotten worse, we were all sold and told how it was going to be better. I mean, he told us that. Mike McCarthy said that. And it's not happened. And I could tell you he believe was it? embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I did. Hey, you know I knew he was drinking that Kool-Aid still. I knew that blue Kool-Aid I over there. I did you know believe he did. it, man. Yeah, I believed it. I believed it, man. I got, yeah, I've been, I, that I, is a I, shame. I, I admit it, man. I, I was that fish. You're a sucker. They got me. They got me. Hooked me in there. I bought it. I sat there and bought it. You one of them dudes that's walking in New York went out there and bought one of them fake purses. <laughs> Somebody told you it was real. You went out there and bought it. And you ain't found out Actually, it was fake till you took it home to the wife and she was like, What is this? That, that's, no, that's, no, no, I did I did not did not do that, but I bought into to what he had done in Green Bay. I bought into the whole, hey, I've spent this all season, got a staff of people, we're getting ready to go, we're getting our plan together, we're going to do analytics. I, mean, I bought it. I bought it. And I said to myself, man, should I tweet at Tom Pelissero? Because Tom Pelissero of NFL Network and Peter King of NBC Sports, they both did stories on Mike McCarthy, talking about how Mike was going to get ready for his comeback, and it was going to be, I mean, man, they laid it out good. They sold it so well. I sat there, yeah, man, this is going to be, I was eating it, eating it all up. And uh, <laughs> this is bad, bro. Mm, mm. This is bad. No, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, oh, you'd have been better off with Jason Garrett. No, no. You were better off with Jason Garrett. Oh, wait and a we were. And Yes, we were. And, ah. and you're not better off with Mike McCarthy. You're not better off with either of these dudes. You may need to go get another guy. If this continues. No, that's not a good this, argument. 
if this train keeps going down this road, if this ends up three and 13 or five and 11, Jerry may even have to ask himself, could this be one and done? Could this be a one and done? It could be. It could. Because and, and this, look, I'm a, look, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, my bad. Go ahead. It, if, if what Gene Slater is saying now and they're in first place, what happens when they fall out of first place? What's going to be said? How far is this train going to get off the track? How bad could it get? I mean, I, I, I go mean, ahead, Church. Go ahead. I mean, they got to. I mean, first of all, they, they need to thank God that this division is, is, is got downright awful and terrible. And six and ten might make it to the playoffs in this division. So they need to be thankful for that. But you know what? This is this is eerily, eerily similar to my rookie year. And D Mag, you, you know what I'm talking about, where we started off terrible, downright terrible. And we went up to Green Bay. It was a I think it was a Monday night game just like this one we just had. And we went up there and got shellacked. I mean, we got the brakes beat off of us. I think it was like 45 to 3. It was one of the worst performances I've ever been a part of. And this Uncle Wade game. This this was that Uncle Wade game. And this right here is just eerily similar. I mean, you you had guys during that game or after that game calling people out on the bus ride home. Or on the bus ride to the (laughs) airport talking about, man, these coaches don't know nothing, man. What what the hell is going on? We went from 13 and 3 to this. And it was just, I'm just saying it's a lot of eerie similarities between that team and this team. And like you said, you know what happened that next week, D-Mac. We had that team meeting, and here comes Mr. Jones walking in and say, hey, somebody got to go. And so, I, hey, I'm just saying, this is, I'm not saying he's going to be done, but this is eerily similar. Listen, if, if, if McCarthy is not done, the coordinators should be done. Like, somebody has Special to answer too. for this. Yes, but special teams coordinator got to go. You got to question what Kellen Moore is doing on offense. And you got to say, hey, McCarthy, look, you either going to call the offensive plays or we're going to get somebody else in here, you know what I'm saying, to be our head coach because, like, we specifically hired you for this. We got all this offensive talent. We And you're, you're you know, you did analytics. You're supposed to be known for being able to get us over the hump. We're supposed to put up 40 points a game. You know, no, and, and you say, you know, no matter who it is, and I know how to uh, develop quarterbacks, Andy Dalton shouldn't be out there looking that bad, and, and he mm-hmm. does. So it, it, it's, it's really nothing positive for, for McCarthy. So somebody should have to answer for this. Special teams has been horrible. Uh, offense has been, you know, it, it is what it is. And, and the worst thing about this whole team is the effort, man. You know, you, you go out there and you get paid to play this game. You get paid to go out there, you know, and, and, and play with pride. And some of the plays that you see out there with the lack of effort is is really baffling. It's head scratching that uh, like an NFL player can go out there and do that and, and accept that. You know, when they go in there and watch film on, on, on Tuesday and see it and be like, all right, that's me. I'm cool with that. Mm. I there, there's a picture on Twitter that, that and, and probably on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, a shot last night that ESPN got. It was a guy in a Zeke jersey in the stands and his head's like that <laughs> and you see his girl comforting him. I saw him. that. And, and while I don't do the, the Jerry Jones show anymore on 105.3 The Fan, if I did, I would have asked Jerry, Jerry, as the Hall of Fame owner of this franchise, what do you say to a man like that who spent good money to come here, who waited you know, probably had these tickets for weeks to come to Monday Night Football, and he watches a 28-point beating, and his girls got to comfort him as though he lost a family member. What do you say to fans like that? Because hey, you, 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 
You you and I know people. You and I know those diehard fans, man. And, and I was checking my social media pages, man. These these fans were getting clowned, and I felt bad too, man. Come my frat brothers, man. They got clowned on our on our little social media, our little our little Facebook page, man. And I felt bad for them, man. Like, what can you do? What can you say? And we were all oh, drinking the Kool Aid too. And then you know because you know they know me, and I was like, yeah, everything's gonna be good. They're gonna be good this year. I, mean, I felt bad for them. What do you say? What do you say? It's just like everybody was that dude lately. Like, you like this. Everybody was that guy last night, the diehard Cowboy fan. I'm like, Jerry, how do you help these people? What do you do? I mean, these are the people that buy the tickets, that buy the jerseys, that buy the merchandise. Year in, year out, they buy it, they drink the blue Kool-Aid. And they just, that, that was wrong last night for the public, Nui, man. That was wrong Nui, for the diehard should, Cowboy fan. You should be sitting there with your, hand, your head in your hand like that as well for that blasphemy that you just said about five minutes ago, talking about, we are no better off uh, now than when we had with Jason Garrett. How, please explain to me how that is true. How, there, there, tell me when you can look back in history and you've seen this type of play throughout the entire team from a Jason Garrett-led team. You know, and, and this is with Dak, without Dak, with Romo, without Romo. Like, even when we didn't have Romo, we were still fighting and clawing and scratching to, to, to be in those games and win them. You, you, one thing you wouldn't say about us is, man, them dudes was out there quitting, man. They ain't do – what's going on? You didn't see that. Okay. And, they, okay. and, we, and okay. we never looked this bad. All right. Here's, here's my premise and what I'm trying – maybe I, I articulate this better to you. I don't think the Cowboys were ever going to win a championship with Jason Garrett. So you needed to move on. Okay? You needed to move on from that. And they brought in Mike McCarthy. And that's why I say you're no better because this guy, you know, Jason wasn't leading you a championship. And six games into this, McCarthy ain't leading you in no championship. So you're, to me, championship. You're, you're not. You're, you're, yeah, <laughs> playoffs. So we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, goodness. So that's <laughs> what we're trying to get the guy wins. Know, neither guy's helping you put a Lombardi. Neither guy's no, helping you put a Lombardi no, in the not place. equal. One does not equal the other, mm. Nui. That, that, is, that is absolutely not – that's not a they're fair not, comparison ne- for what we're seeing. Neither one's meeting the standard, man. Neither one's meeting the standard. Neither, neither guy yeah. is going to meet the standard. Nui, Nui, ain't nobody, mm. met the, ain't nobody met the standard since 1995. What are you talking about? What are you saying? You need to chase it. You need to chase it, man. You need to go get it. You need to go get it. Look at the Lakers, man. Okay. The Lakers, okay. the Lakers okay. they, went through the, they went through the doldrums, and they – Kept chasing it and trying to get it right. Okay, that's what that's what M- McCarthy. That's what M- we, we are no better off. We are no better off with McCarthy now than we were with any time with Jason. Okay, I got you. Looking at the games that we've so seen, he's sitting here at two and four. Back. All right, I got he's, you. M- M- so McCarthy is looking like Mike D'Antoni when they hired the Lakers. Hey, hey are you saying we need to move on? If this thing continues to go like this, and you look up in December and you're sitting here at five and eleven, and if they are moaning and groaning about this staff now saying this then Jerry's going to have to ask himself some serious situations. Is this the right guy in the right staff? I mean, he's going to have to ask himself this because we've never seen no, him get off the rails no, like you this. Gotta, you got to stop backpedaling. You got to stop backpedaling and beating around the bush, man. He <laughs> needs to take a break. Is it time to bring him up? You mean, you mean lucky? Oh, you mean lucky? No, man. I'm done with you, dude. We come back. Oh, man. Because we have bills to pay. When we come back here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com, Jerry Jones says something on his radio show today that bothered me. And it probably bothered a lot of Cowboys fans. We'll talk about that next right here on the Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio.
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. To Dallas' frontline responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Dallas to the families of frontline responders. Simply bring your laundry and your identification to Tide Cleaners, and they will wash it within two days. One thing less for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of frontline responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit hope.tidecleaners.com. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. I'm not to in the, the players mood, frankly, uh, that uh, we've been uh, uh, got manna from heaven. Uh, being in the um, east, uh, these things have a way of uh, evening out as we go along, and certainly the NFC East is uh, having its challenges right now. Uh, all of that is uh, a way of not wanting to talk about other teams. Uh, when you're not playing any better than we are, uh, it's hard for me to uh, uh, basically uh, uh, look to the end game, which is to win the East, and uh, get excited about the fact that we're uh, better than anybody. We may be slow, but we're ahead of you, Syndrome. Uh, we've got to get better to have uh, the kind of season that uh, makes sense for us. I- I'm not in the feel-good mood, frankly. Uh, that uh, we've been... uh... That is Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan with Sean and RJ. He does it every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, so Jerry's trying to make sense of, hey, you are in first place. Jerry, is that good enough with you? And and Jerry said, no. No, that does not work for Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones also said something that um, made me raise an eyebrow and said, hmm, I wanted to bring that to you guys right here on the Players' Lounge. He was asked about Mike Nolan, and Jerry Jones said, quote, I'm okay with Mike, end quote. So Barry Church, Danny McCray, you tell me, do you agree with Jerry Jones? Are you okay with defensive coordinator Mike Nolan? We're getting a little little echo, um, but... uh, but uh, absolutely not, and, and Jerry isn't either. But, uh, I mean, what is he supposed to say today? 
you know, that they got a game coming up and, you know, he want to try to, you know, keep his keep the team as together as much as possible. I'm sure he knows what's going on in the locker room as well and how his players feel about the defensive coordinator. But this just lets us know that he's not about to fire him this week. So he's okay with them, but he doesn't he doesn't feel comfortable about it. So okay gives you another week or two, but I I, I don't see this going going much further. Uh, maybe maybe week nine if they keep playing this way. Okay, okay with it. I, to me, okay is being like you're you're always in it. Like your team is always in it, no matter what. Your defense gives you a chance, no matter what, every game. But you just simply fall apart at the end, or you just can't get it done at the end. That's being okay with it. This to me, it's just downright ugly. I mean, it's one thing to just get blown out just because you're you're just not there talented talent wise. But it's another thing when you just show this effort on tape consistently week in and week out. That's something that it's, it's, you, you can't be okay with that because it's not, like you, it's not like this defense is just devoid of talent. I mean, even though they're not playing up to what, they, what their caliber play is, they still have guys on, the play, on, this, on this defensive uh, ball club that can make plays, but the effort is just not there. And we've seen it consistently. We've seen it from 54. We've seen it from 25. We've seen it from this whole defensive line, especially 95. Don't, let me, don't get me started on Don. Anyways, <laughs> this is just a problem to me. This is a huge problem because it looks like to me that the players aren't respecting or aren't getting involved with the coaches as far as when you know what's comfortable for them and how to, how to approach the coaches so for me um this is a problem and until it's fixed we're going to just continue seeing guys run up and down the field on our defense hey um coming to a cowboys game this year make sure you know before you go wear a mask keep distance and be prepared for cashless transactions please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at t stadium visit dallascowboys.com safe stadium for details the Cowboys' next two games are on the road. They are at Washington. They are at Philadelphia. The Cowboys are in first place. So, McCray, if you're in this locker room, where do you go? Where do you go on, right here on a Tuesday? Uh, absolutely nowhere. I mean, listen, it's, it's really nowhere for you to go. They've been sitting in this stink for what, five weeks now, six weeks now? I, and, I, you know, I'm sure they tried everything. Like I said, Church, you know how it is once you have those teams that go through those players-only meetings and they do it two or three times <laughs> and then all of a sudden nothing ever changes. That's just where the season is going. And just like we talked about at the beginning of the season, if you can't stop the run at the beginning and you're not physical, you're, you can't turn yourself into a physical uh, team that stops the run. So you're going to, like, see this type of stuff the entire season. It's nothing for them to do. They just got to kind of, you know, suck it up and play as hard as they can. And they they can listen to everybody talk about the effort and the effort that they're not giving, and they still aren't doing it. That, the only thing that they could change is how much effort they give out there on the field. So, you know, hopefully we see it. But, you know, if you watch Jalen, and, and I hate to keep calling him out, but if you watch him, one of the guys, on the, the captain on the team, they said that they're going to change this and they just want to focus on sprinting to the ball. And then you turn on the film and you see him not doing it on big plays that lead to touchdowns, then, you know, it's confusing. And you just have to say that, you know, they're, they're not really walking the walk. They're just talking. Yeah, look, I, I'll tell you where they need to go. They they praying right now that Wednesday can come a lot faster. Because right now, I mean, look, after taking that L on Monday, they're probably in there right now breaking down film and everybody's getting uh, cussed out left and right. So they, the only thing you can do is just 
hope for the, that the next week that Wednesday comes fast because you're on to a new team. You put that film behind you and you just try to build momentum forward. Because right now, like McCray said, man, they're stuck in this funk. They've been in this funk for about, like you said, four or five weeks and they're stuck in it. And right now, the only way to get out of it is try to move forward and on to that next week. But um, to me, I don't know where you go. I don't know where you go, but Hold you, you got to do something and something got to change. Church, church, listen, you, you, you got to get that, you, you got to get that up. Ain't nobody getting cursed out. I don't even think this coaching staff does that type of stuff. I don't think that the, the players are held accountable in meetings on days after the game to where they have to mm. like worry about going in there and watching themselves play below average on film. I don't think that that is the case because if it was, you wouldn't see this type of stuff being put on film every week. It's, it's not possible for you to say, man, I played like crap and I got to go in here on Tuesday in front of the entire team and watch this and hear a coach let me know that this is not the standard here at the Dallas Cowboys. That type of stuff doesn't happen and but my bad Newey. one more thing church <laughs> I, I heard y'all talking about zeke and the fumbles and you know on special teams the coach always says on kickoff return if the kickoff returner fumbles the ball they're also blaming it on the person who missed their block and uh, i think it was still <laughs> still on that block when buddha baker the dude had the guy blocked and he he starts standing still like a damn statue doesn't move. <laughs> You're supposed to finish this guy, and the guy retraces and makes makes makes. This is like something that this, this is the epitome of our team right now. If you watch that, you say, "What do you think he had practice? Like the, the play ain't over. <laughs> like Z fumbled, but what you doing? You you supposed to be pancaking hey. this dude. This is a DB. What are you doing? Hey, hey <laughs> and, and to get back and to get back to, to Zeke, man. Look, take them sleeves off, man. Look, I mean, they're not doing you any justice right now, man. Take them things <laughs> off. Let that football touch that bare skin. At the worst, at the worst, you can get a little bit more grip on there as the ball's falling out, man. Take off them sleeves, man. It ain't doing you no justice. The ball's slipping in and out of them things. It's just costing the team right now, man. I'll end the show on a positive note, guys. I did pick up Christian Kirk in my fantasy team. <laughs> oh, man. You need to end the oh, show hey. by saying, well, answering the question, do they need to move on from McCarthy? Yeah, that's what you need to end the show with, but we already know what's Go going ahead. down. No, can gonna, can, can, can you give us something? You've been ducking the something. Dodger for weeks now on, 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 on big questions. You, 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 didn't, you didn't give us your milk carton. You're not giving us nothing on McCarthy. Now all of a sudden he's the yep. same as JG because you want to try to keep keep the uh, the litmus test and measuring the same, which okay. doesn't make any sense. But you, but you ended off with Christian Kirk. By the way, Church is in last place in fantasy in our league, so that's why he want to move on. You got to give us something. You got to give us something, okay. Louis. Goodness it, gracious. And you know what? Ooh. I'll give it to you next time because we have figured out <laughs> past the hour and the show is over. And our producer, Chris Beam, does a lot of Cowboys podcasts here. So we can't hold him up. We're moving on and getting his show. So that's the Players Lounge on a, uh, on a oh, Tuesday morning. On a Tuesday morning. Um, but we just moaned throughout the whole show. That's Barry Church, Danny McCray. I'm Newey Scruggs. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, I'll answer you're these the greatest, two questions. Newey. Right here on DallasCowboys.com <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Christian Kirk, man. Christian Kirk. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!